Good evening. How's your day been? Um, you join us at Aguna Fanzine TV's second podcast. Um, we've got a lot to talk about in terms of the Europa League draw. Um, we're going to preview it. We're going to talk about a few memories that um, all of us had in terms of um, games and, and future games we're looking forward to. But first of all, we're going to talk about a very, very interesting book that's coming out on the back of a very, very interesting film that I'm sure all of you have seen. And if not, you need to because it's absolutely amazing on the back of it. Arsenal, arguably Arsenal's most famous ever game obviously talking about Anfield 89 and the film Anf- uh, 89 the film basically um, I'll try and get that right next time um, the book is out by the legendary Amy Lawrence former Guna writer I know Amy from the press box she's absolutely she's an amazing person um, I know she's athletic now and she's doing really really good stuff there as well huge respect for Amy on so many levels she's written this book um, it's called 89 Arsenal's Greatest Moments told in her own words um, there's, a, there's a forward by um, Thierry Henry who we all know and love um, it's a book you have to buy if you're an Arsenal fan, basically. Glenn, you, like myself, you went to a lot of games that season, 88-89. Um, it was an amazing season, amazing climax to a season. This book, I'm sure, would be absolutely amazing. The film was brilliant. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Just tell us um, quickly, what um, give us a memory of, of May the 26th, 1989. Okay, it's quite a unique memory. In fact, Amy was sending out emails asking for contributions for this, and I did mean to get around. It's quite a quirky, funny one, but I left work... Slightly early to go because it was Friday night, as everyone yes. recalls. TV games were not were few and far between at the time. Anyway, we all know the background. Okay, so I went down to my local in Leytonstone, where I was uh, living at the time, and uh, I was absolutely horrified. There was uh, about six or seven Liverpool fans in there, armed with a bag of carrots. I didn't know them, but there was one guy who was an Everton fan. I think they were his mates, so they were obviously staying with him for the day or whatever. Anyway, you know, the game was on. And uh, I just sat there stewing, basically, because I was really affronted. I couldn't get anywhere near the sort of TV. I was right at the back. And, and uh, you're only small as well. I'm only small, yeah. <laughs> and uh, every time Adams came on the screen, a carrot was picked up, Eeyore, Eeyore, chucked at the screen. Oh, I was just getting really, really wound up stewing away. <laughs> Obviously thought we were going to lose the league. Yes. And you had Pleat saying, you know, it was another yeah. attempt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Thomas scored, and I, I sort of like... My body just left me. <laughs> and uh, I was a lot fitter then, and I just vaulted over two tables, slid on my knees in front of them, gave them the fingers and said, how do you effing feel now? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> At which point, sort of like, bedlam ensued. Uh, <laughs> Explain on bedlam. What does bedlam mean at that moment uh, in time? Well, a lot of heavy scouse accents saying, who the eff are you? And uh, <laughs> the next minute, the pub Alsatian was out. Oh, God. Uh, going absolutely berserk. I was ushered upstairs by the Irish landlady saying, Glenn, you realise what you've done? <laughs> and I was upstairs and they were trying to get him out. I think the police turned up because they started kicking a few tables over and smashing glasses. And I was just sat upstairs on this sofa twiddling my thumbs going, who won the league? <laughs> so yeah, that was my unique sort of experience of it all. And, oh wow, uh, that, that should be in the book really. I'm sure there's a million anecdotes in there. Yeah, I, probably... I saw the email that Amy sent out and I was, you know, like I said, I was gonna, thought I might contribute to that. But, uh, oh, mate, yeah, no. it was a mad, mad night. But anyway, yes. it settled down and sort of like, you know, like the film Fever Pitch, even over in Leytonstone, there were people coming out into the pub yeah. and the streets and stuff, people with flags and a yeah. fantastic night, never to be matched. Absolutely. I mean, I, you can't stress to people who weren't there at the time yeah. how big a, a game that was and how big a, yeah, a mean, victory that was everything. at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys show me age here, Glenn's age as well. I don't think you were born, were you, when, um, when May the 26th, 1989 happened? You're obviously a South Londoner, massive Arsenal fan, aren't well, What's your sort of um, take on, on yeah. Anfield 89 then? I think, like, like you said, I am from South London and 
um, obviously Arsenal are too. So I think with Michael Thomas scoring that goal, it's, it's kind of poetic that it is South London that scored that goal. And I think it also kind of um, brings to part of Arsenal's history that's kind of underrepresented yeah. nowadays. I think light has been shed on it uh, in the past, but I think for fans growing up in today's um, world, they might not know. With Arsenal being so global as well, they might not know that part about Arsenal's history. And I think that's something with like Reese Nelson, Eddie and Ketty are coming yeah, through now. That's something that should be highlighted even more. Absolutely. And, yeah. and hopefully it is in the future. Yeah, and I've just got to ask, I mean, we've obviously, I think we've all got a special affinity with sort of youngsters who've come through the ranks, local lads. You've obviously been a South Londoner, Mickey Thomas. We had the late great David Rokas. I know you sort of mentioned him as well. What was your feelings on, on, on Rocky? Um, well, for me, it's kind of, it's like kind of surreal because I'm from uh, Lewisham and in and around Broccoli, yeah. Crofton Park area. Yeah. So similar areas to him, uh, like where I went to nursery, uh, it's called Chelwood. It's near kind of Turnham Estate. Okay. Uh, so, kind of, if you uh, did you see the um, the BT documentary? Yeah. 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 So yeah. that bridge, that's the kind of walk I would take. I did to wonder actually. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Seeing that kind of thing, it is yeah. kind of a bit like, whoa, wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. But, uh, and that rocky, no right. Yeah, exactly. Seeing that for the club that I support is something that um, that I can't really put into words properly, but I guess you you know how, what I mean. Absolutely. When I'm talking about it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really nice memory that you shared there. And it'd be interesting, though, know, for, for sort of younger generation, for want of a better phrase, you're looking to buy this book as well, aren't you? You're looking to read it and, and sort of share the memories and stuff as well. Because I think it's important that games like that are passed on to, to future generations in, in such detail. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, I did buy the film when it came out. Excellent, yeah. So, I mean, seeing Thierry Henry at the end of that film was kind of like. Yeah. You didn't expect him to be there, so yeah. that was kind of an added bonus, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the book, yeah, I have been buying that, and just having um, ga historic games relived is something that's really important going forward to keep the kind of draw in to kind of draw in new supporters as well. Yeah, absolutely. With the game becoming so global, I think. Absolutely. So. Well said, mate. I'm completely agree with you. Rosa, you, I mean, you again, you're, you're yeah. far too young to remember, or even been around in Anfield 89 or around that time. Um, you, you, you're obviously from an Arsenal family as well. What, what was your sort of memories or what anecdotes um, have you got from there? Well, I mean, I think I'm pretty, yeah, 26th of May, my, my late brother's birthday. So my dad always tells me how, you know, perfect birthday present, you know, winning the league on your birthday. But wow. he just, my dad's not an emotional football fan. He, Pretends that you know he loves Arsenal as well as Arsenal, but he'll pretend to hate him because he doesn't want to get too invested in it. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's you know pandemonium. He's not. He can't describe that day, and that's really unlike my dad. So I can feel how amazing that day could have been. And I've been brought up watching Fever Pitch and stuff like that, and you know I can't imagine what it was like. And it's all that I want in my future. I want that to happen again. <laughs> like the drama I go through, the stress just to have that at the end, but. You know, I can only imagine and, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons I love Arsenal. We've got all this tradition, we've got this, you know, all these legends and, and so much past. And I think all of, you know, us youngsters, we've we've really got an insight into that because, you know, everyone that's played for the club seems to really have an attachment and love the club. And yeah. we, we'll always have that. And that's what's so special about, you know, that's one of the reasons I love supporting Arsenal. And you know, I'm really excited to read this book and, and get an insight, you know, because obviously I wasn't there, I wasn't born, but get a further insight into it because this sounds like a really special, special occasion. 
Fantastic. That was perfectly summed up then. I appreciate your time on that and obviously memories of your late brother as well. Fantastic. Serge? Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, I am also quite a young man. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> no, the, the, the beard is, yeah. is glorious, but I'm still a young man. So I wasn't... I need passports. I wasn't there for that match, but my memories of it are sort of going to my grandmother. She was the man, the woman that may be an Arsenal fan. Yeah. And regaining me with stories of that. Okay, wow, yeah. She was, you know, Irish background, so she would tell me all the stories yeah, of the Irish, Irish Arsenal yeah. background. And watching the film and waiting for this book to come out is just... Arsenal fans nowadays always sort of forget about it, the younger fans. You think more of sort of the 04, 03 season or the 06 final. You never think of how important or how sort of propelling that was for yeah, the team at the time. Yeah, really yeah. I mean, obviously, being in Division 1, since the Premier League's come in, everyone's kind of forgotten pre-92. Yeah. I know you can't forget about it. It's so influential in our, our makeup. A lot of the players we got in for the Premier League would have joined us because of that. Yeah. League win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well said as well. Although I refuse to believe you're, um, you're, you're young, basically. <laughs> I'll tell you my secret. Yeah, yeah, please do. I've got one more quick memory. Go on, Glenn. As long as it's clean and there's Sorry, no violence. No, no, there's no violence in this. But um, I had a friend, female friend, who's now moved to Suffolk. But she had a house directly opposite the Marble Halls. And okay. she said that night was unbelievable. And she said it just went on for day after day after yeah, day. Yeah, the old bank really But funny on. story was, you know, as in fever pitch, there were people dancing on cars, yeah, on car bonnets, yeah. on rooftops and that, and her car got trashed. <laughs> and uh, she just wrote to Arsenal, and uh, within a week or two, they sent her a cheque. Is that right? Really? Yeah, without any that's sort of... I love stuff like that. It just shows so, you the classy club Arsenal, doesn't it? You know, that's where we used to do things properly. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and, brilliant. Uh, as Rosie said, you know, got to cherish that history yes absolutely so um just a few short memories of um and, and anecdotes about Anfield 89 here we're going to do a pod uh, based on Anfield 89 before the book comes out in early October Amy Lawrence's book um buy the book if you haven't seen the film watch the film it's absolutely amazing and if you don't know anything about Anfield 89 then please please mug up because you shouldn't be watching good fans TV if you don't basically so um yeah that's Anfield 89 um be more details coming out soon we are now going to switch to drum roll I'll just get my um Special Europa League thing out. I'm not sure what you'd even call that, really. But um, there's a story behind that, and I'll tell you afterwards, and it might be part of a competition. Um, Glenn, we had a chat about this briefly the other day. Europa League draw for Arsenal. Obviously, we got to the final last season. Very, very disappointing um, result. You were in Baku, as you yeah. were for most of the other games during the run and, and throughout the last 20, 30, 40 years as well, yeah. as I've done to a certain extent as well. Um, thoughts on a draw first? Um I mentioned yesterday, I think from a fan's perspective, it's a really good football draw. There's three, you know, eminently accessible away trips there. Yeah. Uh, certainly two clubs with a bit of a European pedigree. Um, certainly two clubs, Frankfurt and Liège with an excellent fan base. I've been to Liège before. And yeah. Their fans are really, really passionate, really loud, actually. Yeah. Uh, they come out to this sort of like clanking chime. It's, uh, it's something to do with sort of like horror or whatever. But they have the over the PA, this sort of. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like you see start- that game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the start of an Aussie Osborne or ACDC concert. But uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going off. Uh... You know, you said that loud. <laughs> We're on a podcast. Come on, mate. Wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm going off uh, on text here. But no, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good because, you know, it was getting a bit wearisome some of those uh, Eastern European yeah, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, 
yesterday, you know, Ostersunds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite a good phrase for Ostersunds. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, but, um, Swedish satellite towns. Swedish satellite towns in the middle of nowhere. I don't, I don't, know, if that's, I don't know if that's a word. But um, just briefly, I mean, you were in Baku. Yeah. What, how did you get there? Um, I got there, well, I'm just trying to cross out which mode of transport I didn't use. <laughs> <laughs> but I drove with a friend to Stansted and we flew to Istanbul. Istanbul, blimey. And from Istanbul we flew to Tbilisi. In and Georgia, we yeah. we stayed, so, well, we got to Tbilisi about 4am. Uh, which day was this in, in relation to the final on the Wednesday? Uh, so, was the final Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we left, I think we left on the, on the Monday. Left on Monday, that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was, seriously, I, was, I was completely out of whack. I didn't know where I was. So then woke up in Tbilisi, had a morning in Tbilisi. What did you do in Tbilisi? What was your highlight of Tbilisi? Highlight of Tbilisi, uh, it's, it's a nice place actually. Uh, just just a little bit of sightseeing and a bit of eating. I wanted to do this um, salt baths. Right. But the guy I was with didn't let me. What, I'm not surprised, but what, what does that actually involve? Well, right, it's like just that. sort of like sauna, um, uh, an old sort of... Uh, you know, kind of like Roman bath type things uh, with a lot of sulphur in it. Apparently, it's very good for the sinuses and everything like that. Anyway, why, why, why weren't you allowed to do it though? Oh, he just didn't want to do it. He wanted right, to wander okay. off. You, I thought you know he didn't want talking. you to do it. Yeah, no, you know what I'm talking about. He likes the bosses situation. <laughs> so from there, we boarded a 14 hour train from Tbilisi to Baku. Yeah. What time did you get on the train? I think we got on early evening about 8 So you've got to go overnight to yeah, get to. Yeah, 6 o'clock maybe. And how was that? It was. It was okay. Okay, it was, okay. It was just the border patrols, sort of like. Uh, okay. It's like Midnight Express, isn't it? Yeah, waking, waking you up with sort of guns and stuff. And, uh, oh, really? Telling you to put your shoes on. Why did you put your you shoes on? Uh, it's, it's disrespectful to reveal your bare feet. To it's okay. In, in Muslim countries, yeah. Okay. Can, can be, yeah, can okay. be. Uh-huh. So I told everybody about this, and it was me who was the main offender. They got me up. <laughs> I jumped out of bed and said, well, put your shoes on. And, uh, you know, passports went walking off for about four hours. Oh, really? So worrying right. about that. But no, it, it was good. It was quite a little luxurious compartment, you know, like a two-bed two okay. berth. Did you have a drink on the... On the yeah, we took, took some cans on there and stuff. Uh, they, they, were, they were quite lenient about all that. <laughs> You're getting very specific. I, I'm, really, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in this. Obviously, I didn't do back east. So, though, yeah, yeah, then we got there about 10 in the morning. Right, okay. Uh, so on the day of the game? On or? the day of the game, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, long, long trip, which was even longer going back because I kept us at Border Patrol for four hours, so I became... Was that to put your shoes back on? 18, yeah, <laughs> 18 hours instead of 14. It was a long journey, and I just came back, and I didn't really know where I was. I was just sort of like also panicking on the way back about Spurs winning the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. But um, yeah, so what, what are your views on um, UEFA in terms of hosting European finals in Baku? Uh, in well, like you know, my thoughts on Patini, UEFA and everything. And Patini was the one who organised Baku, didn't mm, he? Yeah. He also organised the Qatar World Cup that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. So I think the man stinks... Okay, like I don't think but, we could uh, use that. That's not libelous, isn't it? It's not libelous. <laughs> well, not, okay, you know, we'll check with our legal team, but um, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it, it shouldn't have been out there. It had, it had the air of a pre-season sort of friendly. Yeah. Uh, there weren't many Chelsea fans out there at all. Arsenal had double, didn't they? But it was still they had double, but a lot of the Chelsea fans seemed to be coming from uh, Far East and uh, you know, sort of like Russia and okay. Eastern European yeah. countries. Yeah. It was just, it was. It's a word that gets really overused. is surreal, but that actually was applicable to it. Right. You know, by the time we travelled all that way and yeah. got there, well, what did you do after the game? Go, well, it's kind of a late night bar. There was a late night bar, yeah, but the kickoff was 11, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I tried to leave when the third goal went in, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <And then, laughs> well, that's so ironic. You can take three days to get to back and you want to leave before the end. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just sat in a bar and then sort of bed at about six in the morning and 
That, what, that was it. What really. day did you get, or what month did you get back then? I got back on Saturday, which was June the first, which was the Champions League final. Yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. What state were you in by the time you got back then? I was very tired. <laughs> Very tired. I suppose Liverpool's victory did um, did lift us somewhere. Yeah, that did. Yeah. That did. Yeah. That was a that was a good good end to the trip. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well, well thanks for sharing that, Glenn. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it feels yeah. like I've been a bit of with you after that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a different story. Um, ah, Europa League. Obviously, I, I'm not going to expect you to have gone to you know X amount of games in Europe. But um, what what's your sort of take on on the draw so far? Then, or the draw, I should say. Um, positive draw, I think, both from a footballing sense and a kind of fan sense, because. Yeah. You don't just want to be playing teams you're going to smash 6-0 every week. It's, yeah. not, it's not really what the competition's for. But it is still a level where we can blood in some youngsters uh, well enough throughout the group stages. So I'm all for that. Um, and those, it. And those, So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with the draw. I'm happy that it's quite the... Uh, condensed kind of area that, yeah, yeah, that, travel, like, yeah. that I have to travel like Manchester United I have to go all the way far east and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that's probably going to take a toll throughout that part of the season so I'm happy I'm happy about that absolutely and I know we talked earlier off, off camera that you're um, you're a red member and you, you, you go as many games as you can obviously it's difficult to get tickets sometimes for, for big games and the rest of it but you've been to a Europa League game it was the Cologne game wasn't it that yeah. infamous Cologne game <laughs> yeah, um, the Emirates a couple of years back what are your memories yeah. of that so um, really weird because I usually try to get get to the stadium about an hour before kickoff. Right. Um, so train right up, all fine. Get get through Highbury and Islington, uh, walk up to the stadium, and then you kind of see this kind of wall of just police. And you're like, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going on here, kind of thing. Um, and then everyone's kind of squished in because where I was was around the east end. So, um, which bridge are we talking? Are we talking about the Herbert Chapman statue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way and, yeah, yeah. So down there, it gets quite quite narrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone's just kind of squished together trying to get in, and then you, they kind of announce that kickoff's delayed yeah. by an hour, and just kind of like, oh my god. <laughs> but um, I, you were sat next to German, I suppose. Yeah, everyone was yeah. sat next to German. Just trying to remember, but, like, yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on them? What, what were they doing? Were they? They stunk. <laughs> Can we clarify what they the, stink of? Alcohol just booze, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they came, they came in late, so that they sat next to me, and I'm like, oh. Did they have like okay. double denim and like patches on. This? No, no, they, 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 they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very long time ago. They were normal, but they were, you, you could see they were obviously drunk, and then they sat there and they just. You just let them go on with it, I guess, and watch the game, and then they, they left at halftime. Did they? So, yeah. Probably a local else. hostelry, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the, the game was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. It 3-1, wasn't it? 3-1, yeah. 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 Uh, Bellerin scored, I think, and Alexis Sanchez. Yes. Can't remember who else. Yeah, of course. Your memory, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Um, and then same season, went to AC Milan as well at home. Okay. Um, that was, they, what was the score? I, I went to the away game. I think it was like three months. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, what was the away game? They yeah. scored first. Yeah, yeah Carol. Like, yeah, I covered that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I went to CSK, CSK game. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was another weird one because their whole kind of section of fans were all shirtless. I know, yeah, they do that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's taken off to Putin or something. I can't really understand. <laughs> they just need a horse or something to yeah. sit on. But, but um, <laughs> you know. That, the Ramsey goal in that game was... Uh, 
unreal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a good goal. Then. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, just going back one step. Do you remember when Arsenal played? Was it CSK? And it was the, I don't know. I'm smiling. It's quite serious. <laughs> when um, I can't remember the bloke's name. He got poisoned, didn't he? And um, he actually went to that game. And there was a bit of... Sort of yeah, yeah, he actually yeah. went to Arsenal that yeah. night after him getting poisoned. Right, yeah. And there was talk of, like, if you've been to this game, you can get yourself checked out or something, but we're yeah. not going in the dark yet, so hopefully we'll be all right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was really surreal. about 20 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Rosie, talk us through your bit of memories. Uh, Cologne away. Cologne away, yes. I think a lot of people have been. Go on. How, how did you get there? I, I heard someone told we me were, you went in a van or something. We went on the, I went to, my mates live in Canvey Island. Right. So we went to this night out Island. in Canvey Island to the cinema. Right. And uh, I don't remember the cinema. Uh, <laughs> got home, didn't know what time it was. Uh, got to this coach, I don't actually remember it. Got to France, uh, I don't even remember. I'll take it, it was alcohol involved. A little bit, a little bit. We got to Cologne, and I know Cologne, you know, kind of well. I went to Cologne away by Leverkusen, they're massive rivals. So I don't like Cologne that much. Okay, yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, we'll go to the Slocum Pub, and uh, I kind of know a bit of German. They were just slagging us off, basically, for being <laughs> English. And uh, we just, you know, we went to the game later, and I was like, guys, guys, we're going to smash them. You know, they haven't won a game this season. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. Their, their atmosphere's good, but we can fight it back. And uh, we lost 1 0. Um, <laughs> it was dreadful games, really. It was just this random penalty. And the game was just going going ahead before our eyes. My mate was like, if we score a goal, um, we bought, you know, curry worst. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll get curry worst and, and baguettes. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, curry worst and baguettes because their concourses are outside. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's just get some loads of food and just eat and drink. So we got curry worst and baguettes. My mate goes, if we score, I'll throw you this baguette and, and we'll go on. We'll win the game, win the Europa League. They scored, he loved the baguette. Uh, but, uh, we just, and then afterwards, I don't know if it's appropriate, I was the only girl on the trip, they all went to this 80, uh, eight floor strip club and I went and got a kebab. I've heard a few stories about that place, yeah. so I think we'll leave it. Thanks for sharing your memories here, right? much appreciate it. Serge, have you got something a little cleaner than that? Cleaner? Most definitely, yeah. Most of my sort of European memories, I mean, bear in mind, I'm not a big fan of the Europa League as, a, as an institution. Why? I just don't think it should, it should be the UEFA Cup. It should just be one top tier European competition, not two. Just think, really? I think, I think it's just wasted time. I think, yeah, it, I think it knackers our players out. I think it wastes our fans' away points. The Monaco game, was it three seasons ago in the Champions League, was 50 points. Some of these away games, yeah. you would travel 8,000 odd miles to get there. Like, yeah. Yeah, Not yeah. Go on Grumpy Glen's three-day <laughs> tour of Eastern Europe. Seedly Grumpy. <laughs> I, I don't think the Europa League should do, okay, should be uh, should be an institution. We should just be done with it. Really? Because I, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was a dreadful game, but I, I think somewhere in Grumpy Glen's psyche, he did actually quite enjoy moments of that trip. And that's part well, of the, game the European the, the European sort of trip where the you game, go and yeah. it, it, almost the football gets in the way. Don't, and, don't get me wrong. The games might be enjoyable, and it might be nice seeing us progress in that level, but. Does it really matter if you beat Ostersunds 5-0? Does it really matter if you go and yeah. lose your captain Koscielny to a horrible tackle against Atletico Madrid that yeah, yeah. for a year? Yeah, I covered that. Stuff like yeah. that, you know, yeah. things like that, are, I think, are dogging our team rather than just focusing on the league where we could have done better. It has an annoying impact on the season. Yeah, absolutely. But but my, I suppose my point would be, if you look at the 94 Cup Winners' Cup winning side, yeah, if, you looked at the quarter, yeah. Yeah, if you looked at the quarterfinals, there was Real Madrid in there, there was Porto, I think there was other strong teams. Every one of those teams in the quarters literally made the Champions League quarterfinals the yeah. year after. So purely in terms of football, I do think the secondary tier, second tier European competition is a proving ground to... But I think the, 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 
the, the, the width of leagues they now let into the Europa yeah. League okay. make it a worse right, yeah. competition. Maybe should have pre-qualified. Because now you've got Kazakhstan in there, you've got Azerbaijan in yeah. there. They, these aren't high-level teams, yeah. you know. I don't really want to go to Astana away. I want to stay yeah. to like the Central European leagues. There are only real five leagues. You've got the English league, the French league, German, Italian, Spanish. Yeah, those yeah, are leagues you want. Uh, you don't absolutely. really want to be playing against players from other leagues that aren't really at your level. I think personally, it's a waste of time and okay. money. That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got to say that the Europa League last season gave me some of my fondest memories of um, watching yeah. Arsenal. Obviously, from the press box last season, the, of the Valencia game, um, the four-two at the end of last season. That was for me. That was probably the game of the season for me. That performance of the season, Bamiang's hat trick, absolutely amazing. Um, which but, brings me on to to this. Well, thing my here. quick question: would have been, Had we not played those Europa League games, would we have done better in the league? So we wouldn't have played on Sundays. Maybe, we probably would have played so, on Saturdays. Maybe so, but ultimately we'd Arsenal missed out. We would have had fewer games. Point. We'd have fewer injuries. Yeah. We'd have had more time to train. Yeah. Would we have performed more more efficiently? I think, think four. I think, yeah, I think it was a mental thing. I think we thought well, after that Valencia game, we're like, we can win this competition. Yeah. And then they we can't win the league. Yeah. Let's win this competition, and it's. You know, I, I I don't think it was that kind of simple. I think it's like. We talked about the Brighton game before. Yeah. That's just a mistake, an individual mistake that happens. It for the that, oh, yeah. that yes. basically makes us miss out on Champions League football. Yeah. So I don't you think it's like with that Palace game as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Definitely yeah. eggs in the yeah. Europa League. Box. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote a few pieces well, on that. Yeah, you were actually Seville of Valencia. He was in the yeah, final yeah. three or four years. Yeah, wasn't yeah. absolutely. Yeah, to, to go back to this is one of my bugbears in the last season. I, I obviously covered the game in Naples. Came back. It was a brilliant result. One new over there. Arsenal won three no in aggregate, and we had Palace on a Sunday. I think mm. it was Easter Sunday, but you wouldn't call yeah. it. Um, just play the strongest side. Play for sixty minutes. Burn Palace away with all due respect to Palace. Get two three 0 victory. You've got three points in the bag. If we'd have done that, we'd have finished fourth. Basically, mm. he dropped six players. We lost three two. You kick it on from there. We lost. Um, was it three one to? Was it three nil or three one to Wolves? We lost three nil to. Um, Leicester, Pretty which I covered as well. Um, yeah. We picked up four points out of the last fifteen. Yeah, sure. um, was that a throwback from the Champions League? Um, uh, so cool. Maybe it was, but it's an extra ten. It's an yeah. extra dozen games. Yeah. If you yeah. don't have those dozen games, your players are a dozen games stronger, fitter, yeah. more likely to perform in the league. That, which is ultimately what we care about. Because we want to go to the top tier competition. Not the Aldi competition. <laughs> would you have been happy if we won the Europa League? Though? Would you have celebrated? I mean, of course I would have celebrated. Yeah. I celebrate every game. I mean, <laughs> yes, we, you do. <laughs> if we beat, you know, like sort of like a League Two side, I'm going to celebrate like a Nazi because I love winning. But if we can, <laughs> that was a bit poetry. That I love winning. <laughs> winning. If we forego the second tier competition, do better in the league, get into the top tier competition, we're playing teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona. Bayern Munich yeah. and hopefully one day we won't lose 5 ones to Bayern Munich well, stuff yeah. like that yeah, I, I think we've seen 3 5 ones. Yeah, I, I want to do better in that competition yeah. and the Premier League than winning which is a second tier trophy the same as the League Cup just yeah. spin it off yeah absolutely fair point fair point um, yeah come back to this talk about Valencia we were talking about the Europa League obviously um, when I do post-match press conferences um, certainly last season and a few seasons before that as well when you sit there and you're getting grilled by the members of the fifth estate, including myself, they've always got these things. Yeah. And um, after, that? it's got a nice foot. So it's, it's the Europa League logo. All oh, right. Not attention off that. <laughs> you don't pay attention to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and sometimes when when the manager walks off after his press conference, there's a media room there, and you, you write your stories, you file your stories. You might put them nice straight away. You might put them next day. You put them in the paper. Blah blah blah. And, and eventually everyone just files out. And for some reason, obviously Arsenal's performance was absolutely amazing. I was writing a couple of other pieces. Um, I was one of the last ones to leave, if not the last one. And that was still on the table. 
And literally, Emery was sat there, and I was just like, can, can, can I just pick this up? What would happen if I picked this up? And I looked around, and no, no. So the, the earth started turning still and <laughs> carried on turning. So I was like, I'm going to have this. And I, I got it home, and my girlfriend was like, well, why have you got this? And I'm just like, well, it might come in handy one day. So what would you call it? I'm not sure what you actually call something like that. But it sat in front of Unai Emery. So every time you watch, if you watch an Unai Emery press conference from Valencia after the 40 victory, this is in front of him. So but there's a footprint, so it could be. Emery's footprint. That could be Emery's footprint, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it, it's, if it's not an Adidas one. He could, could be wearing gazelles, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, Adidas, yeah, yeah. If it's Adidas girls, it's me, I'm afraid. But if not, it might be Emery's footprint. I like that. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna, you, you're doing Frankfurt away? No? I might do. Yeah. Depends on uh, finances and um, work commitments. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would like to. Yeah, yeah. You're looking to look to maybe do a couple of home games. Aren't yeah, you? home yeah. games mostly probably. Yeah, no, fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> Vittorio away. You're going to do that? Okay, we'll yeah, see you over yeah. there. We'll do a pod over there. We're going to do yeah. we're going to do a pod at every European away game this season. Um, the night before, we're going to find a, a welcoming hostelry and um, come along and watch us and, and join in as well. So that's that's the plan for this season. Serge will be there with his luxuriant beard. Um, hopefully, Glumpy Glen. Rosie will hopefully um, be there and behaving herself as ever. <laughs> Are you going to do Frankfurt or? I can't do Frankfurt. I'll, do, I'll probably do Belgium. Be- yeah, yeah, Liège is good. good one. Yeah, I did that in '93. Um, I wrote a book about that actually. Funny did enough, you? yeah, blatant yeah. plug there, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I wasn't talking about sports, by the way. Yeah, you can buy it on the Guna website as well if you really want to. But um, yeah, that, that's our Europa League preview. Um, thanks to everyone again on the panel. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more of this. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly have. Guna Fanzine TV. It's on YouTube. Subscribe. It's free. No personal details are involved. No money exchanges hands. Just click it and and, and watch a bit of but Guna Fanzine TV because it might be fun over this season. So uh, thanks for your time. Thanks to all my brilliant guests as ever. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Cheers.